If opening up your financial statement each month is about as exciting as watching paint dry, <coughs> the Epic Wealth Fund may be the next investment opportunity for you. The Epic Wealth Fund invests in distressed real estate and shares the profits with its shareholders. If you're an accredited investor who has already enjoyed success elsewhere in their business or investing life, and you're seeking a broader exposure to real estate in your portfolio on a passive basis, the Epic Wealth Fund's executive summary is available for your review. Go to EpicWealthFund.com to review the fund's executive summary. EpicWealthFund.com Real estate investments involve a high degree of risk. Residential income and returns may vary and are not guaranteed. Past performance is no indication of future performance. Nothing herein shall be construed as investment, tax, legal, or accounting advice. This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah, hello and welcome. Welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. You just got to shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Change that one thing just one time and you are on your way. It's it's actually a very dull path though, I promise you. I warn you. <laughs> but it is the fastest. And that there is a promise as well. And, and once you get there, life then becomes exciting. And to take your first step toward that exciting life, your exciting life, go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com of where you'll learn the most valuable skill of a real estate investor. How to find motivated sellers. I bet you thought it was going to be raising money, right? Or it was going to be sales. Or it was going to be building rapport, whatever it may be. All of those are important. Every single one of them are important. You need all of them. But the most important skill, the one that pays the most in our society, is the ability to find the deal. And the foundation of every deal lies within the seller's motivation to sell. That's why you're looking for motivated sellers. And I show you just how to do that, as well as everything else you need to know to put it all together to collect that paycheck at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. No funny hyphens or spellings. It's just very simple. Hopefully you remember it. Alrighty, so I've got a great show for you today with a uh, member of my mastermind group, another member of my mastermind group, good friend. And not just of mine, but of this show. And he's got his own very successful show on the subject of real estate investing, real estate investing mastery. And, you know, every time we get together, it just turns into a much longer conversation than I think we either one of us anticipated. Like uh, you get a text and say, hey, you got five minutes? And I said, sure, I got five minutes. And then 50 minutes later, we're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> and, you know, as hard as we try, we just can't seem to keep the conversation short, whether we're recording or not. Because these, these conversations happen all the time. And uh, I think it's just because we're, we're both so passionate about what we do. And we just can't help but bounce ideas off of each other. And then that one idea leads to another and then another and so on. And I just think people that are passionate about the same thing love to talk to each other. So I really have no idea where this conversation is going to go today. We have no agenda, no plan. But if history is any indication, you will get something that can improve your business for the better. I mean, he's... He's just smart like that. So we'll get to our guest in 30 seconds, right after this. There are two steps to wealth. First, stop doing what poor people do. Second, start doing what wealthy, wealthy people, people do. The wealthiest people work their strengths and hire their weaknesses. If only you had the time and resources to do it. 
Now you do. We're VAsforRealEstate.com, and we have some free information for you. Get the five-step shortcut to hiring a rock star virtual assistant that will make you millions. Go to VAsforRealEstate.com. Stop doing what poor people do and do what wealthy people do. VAsforRealEstate.com. On the phone today, I'm joined by real estate investor extraordinaire, Mr. Joe McCall. Joe, welcome back to Epic Real Estate Investing. Hey, Matt. How you doing, man? Doing really, really well. And uh, awesome. yeah, thank you. And uh, how are you? Doing good, man. Doing really good. I am excited about this market. I'm excited about the business. And, uh, you know, I'm here in Prague, still wholesaling deals in three different markets. It's crazy. I, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, looking back, I remember getting started doing my first deal in 2008 and uh, all of the work that was involved and, and um, thinking, man, it would be cool to be able to travel and do the business while we're traveling. And I was at the time, I was in my corporate job, in my cubic hill, as I called it, thinking about traveling with my family, you know, how cool that would be and be able to work anywhere in the world I wanted to. And here we are living in it. It's, uh, it's awesome. Fantastic. You know, we were talking before we started recording that I think the last time, or maybe it was just about a three year anniversary. The last time that I had you on the show, I think I had you on in between there, but that was the first time. And you were actually calling from Prague then as well. I remember we're in a different flat, just about two blocks from where we were last time. And it's a little earlier in the day, too, and we're in a bigger flat. I remember when I was on your podcast, my family was sleeping in the other room, and it was right next door to where I was doing the podcast. And so I remember talking really quietly because mm. uh, it was late at night, my time. Uh, but this is, we're in a much, much bigger flat now. And so I can, uh, and it's not as late, and I can talk a lot louder, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Super. How long have you been there? We got here a couple months ago. We're going to be here for about another month. On this trip, we're doing a lot more traveling, and it's, you know, it's a working vacation. I, I'm still working, mm-hmm. uh, doing deals, pop my podcast and coaching and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, we're traveling a lot more, so we just we spent a week in Italy a few weeks ago, went to Tuscany and loved it there. It's gorgeous. Uh, we just got back from Salzburg in Germany, Austria and Germany, spent some time in the Alps there. I, I think they're called Bavarian Alps. I don't know. Near... You're probably like within a half hour to an hour of Eagle's Nest, if you're familiar with that. Mm, yeah. Southern Germany. Infamous, infamous place. Yeah. I didn't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody else who did, and they said it's it's pretty run down. I don't know what that means, but we did some cool bicycle tours in Salzburg and in Munich. It's really, really cool. And the mountains there are gorgeous. We spent some time out there. And then... Tomorrow, we're actually flying down to Venice, Italy. We're going on an Eastern Mediterranean cruise for a week. We're going to Croatia, which I've heard is beautiful. The beaches there Mm -hmm. are supposed to be gorgeous. And then going to Greece and then coming back to Italy, which is going to be fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, two weeks after that, we're going to Barcelona, Spain, and spend some time in France. I'm actually doing a real estate workshop in Spain with a f- guy from uh, a friend from England mm-hmm. who's doing a lot of deals remotely and we're doing a workshop together talking about that mm. and uh, it's cool. Uh, we love it here. We're going back about uh, in about a month from now is when we'll be back home. 
mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Wow. And you're traveling with your whole family? Yeah, we. I have four kids and my wife. We did leave our dog in <laughs> St. Louis, mm-hmm. and uh, we left her with a uh, her, her dog trainer, the one who helped us train her at the beginning. Okay. And hopefully she's not, it was, it's kind of like, oh man, she's going to actually see how our dog is, and she... She's going to be wondering why we didn't do what we told her. She told us to do when we were supposed to be training her. But anyway, the, <laughs> I remember when I left she, my dog behind on vacations. I'd come back and it'd take the dog about an hour to, to remember who I was. And yeah. that was always kind of hurt my heart a little bit. But yeah, well, we miss her, but we uh, we've had a, we've had a blast here. Yeah, I guess so. And it was a year ago. I'll just say this real quick. Um, a year ago, we went on a three-month RV trip around the northwestern quarter of the U.S., and uh, we, we had an RV. We, we went to about 10 or 11 different national parks, and that was really when I was taking my business to another level where uh, I'm wholesaling deals while traveling. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to – I've been doing this now for about a year and a half where I've literally outsourced 100% of my wholesaling mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. to to other people. And that's what, you know, I, I started when, even when I was in St. Louis doing deals in St. Louis, I, I realized, you know what, um, I'm not seeing the house. I'm not really talking much to the sellers or the buyers. So why do I have to do this from St. Louis? Why can't I do it from anywhere? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we started trying to do. Super. Um, you've been an inspiration to me, Joe, because I was very much hands-on in my business and have been for, for several years. This year, I've made a, uh, a huge um, step towards automating that my not only just my wholesaling business, but the generating the properties for our turnkey operation as well. And uh, I wouldn't, I'm not 100%, but I'm about 85% out of it. And I certainly have some questions for you about that. And uh, But you, you started the show with... Um, you said you were excited about the market. What is it about the market that's exciting to you right now? You know, it's, to be honest, I'm always excited about the market. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I got started when the market was really, really hot. And mm-hmm. I remember I asked the same questions that I hear all the time now. You know, man, isn't, mm-hmm. how can you do deals when you just stick a sign in the yard and you get 20 offers on it? You know, why would a, somebody want to sell me their house at a discount? Mm-hmm. And that's when I got started. And and then when the market, I was doing deals, I started flipping lease options. That's what allowed me to quit my job back in '09. Mm-hmm. And then the market crashed, and you know I I I, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of bad investments. Um, but then I, I got out of my job when the market was at its close to its worst by wholesaling lease options. And I remember asking myself the questions too at that time, like how can I do deals when um, there's there's no buyers or it's always something you know you're always right. afraid of, well what about this what about that the, the, the yeah butters you know I was a yeah butter for a long time and now the market is up again and I'm hearing the same things I heard back in '05 that I was asking myself you know but how can I do a deal there's too much competition there's tons of too many wholesalers and prices are going up and all the seller needs to do is just call a realtor, stick a sign in the yard, and they'll sell it for top dollar, and they're getting 20 bids. And, but you know what? Still finding deals. Still finding deals. And the cool thing about this market right now is that there's a lot of buyers in the market. There's a lot of investors looking for deals. 
And that's mm-hmm. the key to it is you, you figure out what they want and then you go get it for them. Mm-hmm. And also I'm starting to get back into lease options again. I'm starting to look at building my own portfolio of rental properties, but I'm, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm wanting to buy the lower end as well because they cash flow really good. Uh, but I'm also looking to get to start buying properties on terms that are in nicer areas. So in St. Louis, I'm looking to build my portfolio of properties that are in the you know 150 to 250 thousand dollar price range. And so th- there's nothing better in my opinion than lease options to do that. And you get a totally different type of tenant. Um, and it requires a lot less management in that price range. And you can still get really good cash flow, and mm-hmm. you can get some good equity, and it's, 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 the numbers got to work. But that, uh, I, I love lease options, and so I've been focusing more on that now. And we're starting to see some appreciations. I'm not counting on that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still sticking with the fundamentals. It has to have cash flow. It has to have equity. You make a profit when you buy. But honestly, I'd Sometimes I look at this and think, you know, I want some diversity, and I really like the idea of holding good, median-priced homes for rentals without having to buy the house or get a mortgage. Does that make sense? 100%. Cool. So, yeah, I'm excited about the market, too, and I, and I always am. As long as you – in every market, there's there's a respective uh, low price you can buy at and a, and a high price that you can sell at or a higher price. And, uh, you know, that those numbers go up and down together, but they're always there. Well, I think the key, Matt, is understanding who your customer is, okay? And in this business, it's not the seller. It's not the private investors. It's not the banks. It's the buyers, okay? No matter what you're doing, if it's lease options or regular wholesaling, who is your buyer? It's the investor who's looking for the turnkey rentals. It's the investor who's looking to rehab properties. It's the tenant buyer who's looking for a house that they can rent for a year or two and then buy. And you figure out, okay, well, these are, those are my customers. That guy is my buyer, my customer. What does he want? And there will always be a demand for housing, right? So finding who those people are, who those buyers are, figuring out what they want, reverse engineering it, and then getting it. That's how you succeed in this business. You know, the, one of the... the little strategies. I saw one of your videos online on how you find where all the activity is going on using list source, using that little loophole in list source and finding out in the different zip codes where that, uh, where all the cash transactions are taking place, where all the investor buyers are taking place. And I've done that a few times. And I got a question and I've come across this and, and I've retaught what you taught in, in your video to some of my students and it works really well. But in some scenarios, I, I mean, not even some, I'd say a good 30 to 40% seemingly, I didn't, haven't kept track, but that's what it seems like that, uh, let me turn off Skype, that um, those areas are your really kind of rougher areas. Have, have you found that? Yeah. You got to take that information kind of with a grain of salt. Um, mm-hmm. You got to look at each of those zip codes. What Matt's talking about for those listening is uh, a way in list source, you can find out where all of the activities are and what zip codes are the hottest zip codes for investor activity. But you got to look at that and think, um, you know, is, is this really a good area? And I would say, you know, probably, yeah, 25, 30% of those zip codes that come up at the top of that list may not be good. But the numbers don't lie, right? There are investors buying properties in those zip codes. 
And then the key is to think about, all right, well, who are those buyers? Who are the buyers that are comfortable paying ten grand on a house in the in that neighborhood? Right. Um, but then right. you still got to make the decision. Well, you know, yeah, I could I can get buyers that would pay five ten grand for these properties, but is it worth all of the effort and time to do deals in those neighborhoods? And that's when it comes to you need to kind of know your market, and you need to, I. I the way I do deals now is I partner with local wholesalers, okay? Mm-hmm. And then those local mm-hmm. wholesalers will tell you, yeah, I mean, these areas are bad school districts. Stay away from them. You can sell deals there, but they're, they're, just, they're just rough areas. So the sweet spot for, you know, regular traditional wholesaling you know, is in those areas that are not, like if you do an A to F scale, and, and let's just say F is really, really bad, it's it's probably the C and D areas, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you'll get some of those F neighborhoods in that list of zip codes. Mm-hmm. But you want to do a little better than that. And, but you don't want to be too high because then the ROI numbers go down. Right. And uh, so working with a local wholesaler, if you're doing this in another market, will really help you figure that out. And, I, and, and Matt, it's funny because I've been watching that and the last few times I've done that in my markets, I've seen some of those really bad zip codes drop from the list. Mm, really? Okay. So, yeah, you, you should look at it again and, and kind of see if it's getting better. Absolutely. No, I should do that for sure. Um, have you? I've noticed also recently that uh, much bigger response on my direct mail than what we were seeing like six months ago. Have you noticed the same thing? I have. And you know what else I've seen is a much better response with Google pay-per-click. Um, I tell you, I, I love direct mail. Always have, always will. It just always will work. As long as people get mail in the mailbox, direct mail will work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen, yeah, I would say since, at least in the last month, I've really noticed an uptick with that. And I was getting nervous, honestly, like six, eight months ago, because um, it seemed like so many people were doing direct mail. Mm-hmm. But I've been, personally, in my business, I've been tweaking it where now I'm answering the phones live. And I've seen a big mm-hmm. difference because of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could necessarily say I've been getting a higher response rate from my postcards and letters. But because I'm answering the phones live now, I have a virtual assistant with Great English from the Philippines that's taking my calls live, pre-screening mm-hmm. the leads and stuff. I've seen a much better, a bigger difference. And just in the last month or two, I've started doing Google pay-per-click. Excuse me. I, I hired a guy, I just interviewed him for our, on our podcast, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And in the last uh, almost, well, six weeks, we've only got about 25 leads, but we've got three contracts out of that. So it works out to be about one lead, one contract for every seven leads. And that may not sound like wow, it's only 20, but the quality of those leads are way better than direct mail. And you're paying more per lead. But what we're doing with the pay-per-click that's huge is those go directly to my assistant's cell phone. And those calls, she answers right away. She pre-screens them. She happens to be a realtor. She pre-screens them with some simple basic questions. And the local wholesaler that we're working with understands the urgency of a pay-per-click lead. And she will sometimes transfer the call to the wholesaler, transfer the call live right there to the wholesaler. And a couple times, the wholesaler's actually been in the neighborhood 
and he's gone to meet the seller within an hour of the first call coming in. And that's why we're getting these properties under contract. Those leads are super hot, and you, you've got to get on the phone. And I think with, um, with direct mail, it works, and it'll work even better if you answer the phones. And, and if, let's say it goes to voicemail, but you've got to call them back within a couple minutes. Right, right. Super critical. And I know, absolutely. Absolutely. So here's my question on that, because uh, I know you were used to be an advocate of the 24-hour recorded message, and you said you'd never do it any other way. Yeah. And now you're doing it live, so <laughs> never say never. We already yeah. had that conversation before we started recording. Um, so the um, Mike, what's going on in my virtual wholesaling business, or my, just my virtual investing business, is that I'm scaling up the marketing and there's no possible way someone could answer those calls live. I mean, yeah. I need four or five, six people on the other end to take those calls because of the call volume that we receive. How are you dealing with the call volume or are you not getting the call volume like that? I'm, I'm not getting as much call volume as you are. The, I'll tell you what I'm doing. The, um, I have a virtual assistant right now who's handling calls and I have another virtual assistant. They're both from the Philippines with great English. With him, the calls go to voicemail, but he calls them back right away. Uh, with the lady that I have, she's answering as many calls live as she can, but it's still probably 50, 60%. She can only answer about 60% of the calls. The rest of them go to voicemail, but she calls them back right away. And I'm not doing a ton of marketing either. So I'm not probably doing as much as you are. Uh, but if I were to really ramp it up, I would look probably at hiring another VA to do it. And I would even consider, you know, I was talking to a guy in San Diego recently and he's going to be on my show here soon. And that's one of the reasons why I love podcasts, Matt, is because you get to meet some such cool people. Right. He was telling me, Joe, I remember like three, four years ago, you mentioned a website, hiremymom.com. And I went to the website, I hired this lady. She's a stay-at-home mom and she's from the South. She's got the real uh, sweet Southern accent, you know, and I hired her. She's been working for me ever since. She's fantastic. And now she's like my main negotiator. And I said, wow, that's awesome. And he's paying her a lot of money. But he says it's worth every single penny because now he has somebody that answers the phones live or returns the calls right away. And she's charming. She's good on the phone. And she's actually now negotiating deals for him. Um, so I think... I'm looking at this, and if you're doing a lot of marketing, I don't think you can afford not to have somebody answer the phones live. And if you can't get enough of your own staff, you should seriously look at getting a uh, answering service to answer the phone live. Now, I say that with an asterisk because um, every service that I've looked at and, and I've recommended or I've used, I get it's frustrating, you know, and I and I get it. People. Um, just doesn't work. If you use an answering service, you've got to make sure that you've got it set up where if they don't answer within four rings, it goes to voicemail and you don't pay for that call. And that's that's super critical. So it, bottom line, if I were to ramp up my marketing and do more, I would either hire another VA or I would hire probably somebody from HireMyMom.com <laughs> who's from the South who has a nice, sweet Southern accent and probably start uh, using them to pre-screen those leads for me. I am taking note of that one for sure. Um, cool. So uh, 
I guess it's just a base, it's just on volume. So I'm really concerned. This is a big part of my business. I've eliminated a bunch of other activities and opportunities and joint ventures from my business to focus on this. So I'm really interested in scaling it up. <clears throat> and uh, we're doing well. I can just see that, okay, I can't mail out too much more because we won't be able to handle it. Um, so I was just wondering if there's another way or an efficient way of doing this without just hiring more and more people. Because right now I've got five VAs just on that part of the business. And I was like, gosh, do I need a sixth one? <laughs> do I need a seventh one? You know, I, you know, here's my philosophy, first of all, is I don't want a huge wholesaling business. I'm totally cool with wholesaling three, five deals a month. And that's pretty easy. And the way I've got it set up, um, I partner with local wholesalers. So my VAs, all they're doing is just pre-screening the leads, putting them in Podio and sending them to the local wholesaler. And then my VAs are also doing any follow-up. So we send an offer to every seller lead. And a lot of that um, stuff I got from you, uh, I so appreciate your podcast, Matt. You, you talk about, there's two or three things that you've said that have just really been uh, transforming to my business. One of them is the three simple questions. You know, uh, what's your situation? What would you like to see happen? And if I can make that happen, how quickly do you need to sell? And your philosophy of, really keeping this business simple is it comes down to three or four things. You do the marketing, you talk to sellers, you make offers and you follow up, right? Really just keeping it down to those basics and you mail offers to every seller that calls. It could be uh, some something in the mail. You got to get them something in the mail. It's just a letter, something with uh, some letter, like a letter of intent, giving giving them maybe some options or just even a one page contract, you know, You've got to get them something in the mail, and you've got to make offers. And you've got to make five offers a day if you want to do well in this business. I really believe that. So anyway, um, that has been – I've so appreciated your podcast because I knew that stuff, right? And I knew I should be doing that. But to hear you just really break it down into simple terms, like, oh, yeah, that's a great reminder. I need to do that. So for me, I guess I'm saying I, I don't want a huge wholesaling business. I would <laughs> right. I would probably pull my hair out if I had to have a ton of VAs and manage all of them. So I think if if that's where you want to go, I don't think you have a choice except to to build a team of 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 uh, a call. You need to build your own call center. I think that's going to be the best way to do it. Right. And that's essentially what I've got here right now. So. Uh, they 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 come to they all of the leads come to two different VAs. They take the initial call. Then there's a third VA for that fo- does just follow up. So we make sure we follow up at least eight times, and then they go to into a thirty day reminder. So we have that. Then, but their job is just to sort. So they they're sitting there. They sort. Is it a suspect or is it a prospect? And they tag on that base first phone call, they tag them that based on their motivation. Are they suspect or prospect? That sends them over in Podio to our house analysis app. And then there's one admin person there that all they do is fill in the blanks of all the information that the person didn't get. And a lot of, a lot of research, and they pull the comps, they look at the tax records, they, they make sure they confirm who's on title, they get everything ready. And once they have that all filled in, they click the little button, ready for offer. Now, the suspects go to another VA, and the prospects go to my in-house guy. All right, but my in-house guy, he's still virtual. 
You know what I mean? Like, even though he's here in the United States, he's still here in my office in Los Angeles and, you know, we're marketing all through the Midwest. Sure. So I think my next my next move or maybe the next thing that pulls a little of this a little bit more together and increases our efficiency, we're still doing deals, but I think there's a lot of stuff that's slipping through the cracks, um, is connecting with someone on the ground, partnering with the wholesaler on the ground. So how would you, if you lost your wholesalers right now, how would you go out and find a wholesaler on the ground? Great question. And, and I think that's so important. You know, I'm looking at my business and thinking, I am only, I'm splitting my profits 50-50, but when you're working with a good wholesaler, that wholesaler will get the price at a deeper discount than I probably would on the phone because they're going out and looking at the house, building the rapport, and they already have good buyers, so they can probably sell it for higher than I am. So my 50% of the pie is still probably more than what I would get if I did it on my own. So how do I, if you took away my wholesalers, first of all, um, I get a lot of people that ask me, hey, can I be your wholesaler? Uh, I only work with folks who are doing already two, three, four, five deals a month. Um, so, but to find them, it's just, uh, there's a couple things I do. Um, first, I'll, I'll go to the, you know, the websites, Craigslist, Backpage, Google, and write down every name and phone number I can of every wholesaler that's advertising, I'll buy your house. I'll start looking at FISBOs, who guys who are advertising houses, you know, um, and start making the calls, excuse me, calling people. Um, and then bigger pockets, get on bigger pockets, look around on there. I'll post something on wholesaling houses full time, some kind of big Facebook group, and just start asking around. And for me, I've always kind of known, I know a lot of people just from the podcast and the masterminds that I'm in. And so I, I'll first pick the wholesaler and then pick the market. That's kind of the way I've done it. Um, so I find somebody that I know is doing deals, and, but I know they're not doing enough marketing. and I know I could do it better and I could provide a lot of assistance and follow-up and systems. So that's what I'll, I'll try to do. I had a student in, I can't tell you where he lives or what he, he's done over 23, 24 deals in the last four or five months. And um, what he did, I told him to do this. And he actually, he's one of those guys you tell him jump and he'll say how high, right? He's just a massive action taker. And I said, just go find a bunch of wholesalers and call them all. He found a hundred of them and he started sitting down one day and just started banging through the phones. He found that most of them were, were just, not legitimate wholesalers. They're just not answering their phones, weren't returning calls, not taking this business seriously. And I get it. You know, they're beginners, they're rookies, whatever. But after about 50 or 60 phone calls, he finally found two or three guys. And he started testing them with leads. In other words, he would, he'd get several leads and he'd split them up between the three and he would test them to see who was the most response, who was the fastest to respond, et cetera, et cetera. And he found one or two that were really good. And now he's just working exclusively with them. But uh, it, I think it, it's just a matter of, of finding out who the wholesalers are, calling them, getting on the phone, looking for the ones who answer their phones, who are the fastest to respond and get back to you, testing them with some leads to see how quickly they can get uh, on back to that lead, right? Um, I don't think there's a magic trick to it except just w- working the phones. And I think, you know, probably with your podcast, Matt, you already have a lot of wholesalers that are uh, listening to you. Huh, imagine that. <laughs> All right, so if you are do- wholesaling in the Midwest or the South, and you're doing three to five deals a month, and you'd like to uh, 
have an additional source of leads because we got that problem. Nay, that's not a problem. We got that locked. So we've got more leads than we know what to do with. Hit me up at matt at epicrealestate.com and we'll talk. Thanks for the reminder, Joe, that I actually have a podcast. Yeah, and if you don't want to, mm-hmm. if you don't like Matt, mm-hmm. if you don't like Matt, then just go to, just go to Joe at joemccall.com. <laughs> well, you heard that Joe doesn't have enough <laughs> leads to, to he's not overwhelming his people yet. <laughs> no, that's great. No, you're right. Sometimes I have to forget we're even on a podcast. I was just, I was involved in the conversation on the phone here. Well, you have the, um, well, I can maybe ask you that offline. I'll ask you another question offline. But I think uh, there's a lot of wholesalers out there, Matt, that are doing deals, mm-hmm. but they're struggling with the marketing. You know, maybe they don't have enough money to do the marketing they want to do. Uh, a lot of guys are just used to getting deals brought to them, you know, free, from referrals, from uh, the realtors and agents, and they want to do direct mail. They want to do more marketing, but they're just like, they would rather be in their truck driving around looking at houses making offers. And if you could find somebody like that and tell them, listen, I will do all of your marketing for free. Okay? I'll do all of your marketing for free. I'll pre-screen the leads and I'll do all the administrative follow-up. All I want you to do is take the pre-screened leads, the leads that I pre-screen, and I'll put them online. You can get them really easily and call them back, set up an appointment, meet them, et cetera, et cetera, and then sell them. And you can, you just you pay me after you pay me out of the deal or whatever. We'll work out an agreement. I'll pay you a certain percent. You well, all I need to do, all I need from them is that to, them to get under contract. They get under contract. We take care of the rest because we have no problem selling the deals that we do get. Right. So that's minimal stuff. They drive around, take pictures, get that thing under contract, and that could be very lucrative for them. You know what? I tell you what. I, I think Matt, you should think about trying to find. It's going to be funny. You should think about trying to find used car salesmen. That's what Darren Collins does. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I, yes, his whole sales force are all from the auto industry, and he just yeah. gave swapped out car yeah. for real estate, and he's been had a major success with that. Well, you know, we bought a car from this guy, oh, I forget how long ago, a year or two ago. And I was, this guy was a brilliant salesman, and, and I knew what he was doing. I knew all the tricks, you know, and he was just really good. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to him about real estate, and he was really interested. And I didn't follow up with him, but I thought, you know, I, if I would have offered him a job mm-hmm. or at least something part-time, he would have been all over that, and he would have been fantastic. Now, you got to make sure that it's somebody that has, you know, some integrity. I'm not saying that used carsmen don't have integrity, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you want to make sure. But they're, they're great. They're aggressive. So... You know, maybe next time you're in your market, one of your markets, go to some used car lots and and uh, find the guys who are just hungry, you know, and they're not afraid to take no. They won't take no for an answer. And uh, that might be a good can. And they're going to make a way more money working for you, finding these houses than they are selling cars. And then I know every salesperson out there that's on 100% commission, you know, most of them have to go out and generate their own leads. Oh, yeah. You're doing it for them? Yeah. I, I think... Uh, boy, I bet you could find some good folks. Right. I don't think we could have set this up better if we tried. <laughs> anyway, so you said you're excited about the market. I understand how you're excited about the market. I love that you're doing all of this um, virtually while you're traveling all through Europe. You're getting you're hitting, what, a dozen countries here by the time you return back to St. Louis. Congrats to you, Joe. You are an inspiration for me. Uh, the second thing you said when we got started uh, uh, talking about this is you said you were excited about your business. 
So um, tell me a little bit more about that, what you've got planned for the future of your business. Well, I, I, um, I love doing deals. Mm-hmm. I probably only spend about 5 10% of my time on the deal side of my business. And I love doing my podcast, teaching and coaching. I spend probably about 80% of my time doing that, of my business working time, you know? So I really love the podcast for a couple of reasons, but one of them is just meeting people and interviewing them and hearing how they're doing in their business. I had a group coaching call the other day and I was, I had, I don't know, 15, 20 people on it. And I started just asking everybody, Hey, give me one win and one challenge. And I had at least half of the people on their wins, were telling me things like, just closed a deal, just got three properties under contract, got six properties under contract. One guy just got a property under contract. He's probably going to net a hundred grand wholesaling fee on it. And now it's not closed yet, you know, but to see that kind of stuff, you know, to get the emails, hey, I just did my first deal and made 10 grand, or I just did my first deal and only made 1,200, but they're excited. And that I get, super pumped about. I mean, that's the kind of email or text that I get that I, I show my wife. I get, and it's, it, 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 it's just so exciting for me. And the business of education, I talked about this a lot in my podcast. And I, I'm one of those guys that I'm thankful for gurus. You know, I'm thankful for those guys who put their neck on the line and teach this stuff because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be here. I mean, it's like we learned from those guys they showed us what they were doing, and God bless them. I don't care how much money they make. I don't care if they make more money teaching and coaching than they do doing deals. They paid their dues. You know, even Robert Allen said one time, I've made my millions doing deals, and I've made my tens of millions teaching people how to do deals. So great. That's awesome. So I love the teaching and coaching business because it allows me to help people make a difference in their lives and their family. Um, and it's also lucrative, make good money doing it. And it's very leverageable, right? Uh, it's very leverageable. It's easier in a certain sense to leverage, uh, coaching and education than it is doing deals. Um, it's so, and then we were talking a little bit about that before the podcast started and I really enjoy it. So I'm not ashamed to admit that either. And I, I love the fact that I get to help people. I'm giving away tremendous value with a free podcast and people who want more help can actually um, contact me and I can work with them either one-on-one or in a group environment, group coaching environment. And I also have a marketing done for you service, you know, where we do marketing for um, our clients. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, that just really excites me. And I love that part of the business. So I would rather teach a student to do a deal, maybe partner with students on deals than do my own deals, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, but I still do deals because I want to stay fresh. You know, I want to understand what's going on in the market. I still do that, right? Because um, you know, it's important for my own credibility that I can say, yeah, we're still doing deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I really do enjoy the, the coaching part of the business. If people want to get in touch with you, Joe McCall, where should they go? Because I know you got a new website, you know, every time I talk to you. So do you. I mean, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Matt. Nobody has more websites than you. <laughs> yes, but oh uh, yeah, I know. We're, we're, I'm trimming the fat as we speak. You're, so. you're giving me a hard time about I know, website? I have a little bit. Well, you had to give me a hard time about all my reviews. 
So I was like, okay, well, Joe's got a website for everything. So which which website do you want him to go to this week, Joe? Uh, well, how, how about um, either? I'll give you two. Okay, uh, just Joe two. JoeMcCall.com or my podcast, RealEstateInvestingMastery.com. RealEstateInvestingMastery.com, JoeMcCall.com. Got it. Joe McCall is with two C's, yes? Yes, two C's, two L's. All right. RealEstateInvestingMastery.com. Yes, that's my podcast. And uh, I do not have as many reviews as you do, Matt. I, I, you must, I'm sure you, 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 you buy them on Fiverr or something. You, Every single one of them. Yes, you, you go and you hire a bunch of VEAs to write you a bunch of fake reviews. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> that you have so many good reviews. Here's the secret. Here's the secret to the, getting the reviews. And for those of you listening, reviews are very important on iTunes because it helps your rankings. It helps your visibility. So we like the reviews. So if you like what you hear on the show, I'd really appreciate your review. And the subscriptions are very important, too. So click the subscribe button while you're there. No. What I do is I bribe my audience. I give them away goodies in exchange for their reviews. So there's my secret. I've done that. Well, you got to keep doing it. And I try to make those those bribes very, very juicy. In fact, I'll put... Well, let me, can I give a bribe to your list? Please do. Please, please do. do. Uh, okay, I, I wish I knew which episode it was, but I have an episode on my podcast called Leave a Review, Get Cool Stuff. Okay. And so well, you just go it. there and just do a search for uh, cool stuff. All right. Or free, it, yeah, and you'll see that I have on there, if you leave a review, you'll get some books and videos and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reviews are important. I was just doing a podcast interview today with a good friend of mine talking about Google AdWords. And uh, I was looking at the reviews, and it's it's this guy was telling us about this one interview we did with this lady, Brittany Turner, which, by the way, you got to go listen to this interview with Brittany Turner. She's 27 years old in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, she does over $90 million a year in revenue. Is there, no, $50 million a year in revenue. And she has $90-something million in developing assets. Uh, she's been to uh, Russ, Richard Branson's Necker Island a couple times, hung out with him. Uh, she's amazing. She started off as a wholesaler living out of her car. Oh, I think I've heard this story before. I think I've heard about her before. Yeah. Yeah. She, so you got to listen to that interview. But anyway, um, I, I'm getting these reviews in iTunes of people listening to interviews like hers and telling her, telling me, you know, what's having, I, 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 I'm letting my kids listen to this stuff. I'm, I'm letting my, I'm asking my wife to listen to it. And we're, where it's inspiring to me and uh, it's making a difference in my life and I'm excited and, and uh, making money, I'm doing deals. And so that's what keeps us doing it. And we'd love to hear your stories about how our podcasts have made a difference in your life. And that's why the, the reviews are important to us because it kind of gives us fuel to keep going. And it also helps us in the reviews and, and the rankings in iTunes. And, you know, maybe... Um, you know, maybe I can get more reviews and, and start getting higher in the rankings than Matt. Yeah, that would be a day, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I got to run, Joe. We've gone way over time. Once again, this always happens to us. I think the, my longest episodes of my entire uh, podcasting have all been with Joe McCall. Uh, I don't know about that. But... <laughs> I think so. I think so. And this this happens when we're not recording as well. We Time gets away with us, but... Uh, it's a pleasure, dude. Um, go to joemccall.com or realestateinvestingmastery.com and uh, go to iTunes and review, or excuse me, search cool stuff. 
And uh, if you leave a review for one of Joe's po- or Joe's podcasts, uh, he's going to send you some cool stuff. Appreciate it, Matt. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Flipping houses can make you rich, but holding them will make you wealthy. Subscribe to a new real estate investing podcast. Hold that house with Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Subscribe for free. Listen, learn, and earn. Hold that house. Subscribe today. That's it for today. I'll see you next week on another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.